Uh, he became a whole killer. We we were both thinking, oh well, now now curtails the dawn. It's Don Corteo. <laughs> yes, but that we, didn't happen. That didn't happen. We were like, I I, I was really saying, yo, it's Don. Salutations to everyone listening to the very best anime and pop culture podcast for all your cold and hot takes. I'm L Jeans, the one who talks too much, and with me is my co-host Stevani, the one who doesn't talk nearly enough. At least once a week, the Fan and Filler podcast provides no-nonsense reviews and more. Alrighty, here we are, our first podcast episode. Not sure that too many people are excited, but I'm excited, so let's get this going on. Like we've, like I've already said, I'm Jeans and this is Stevani. I'm introducing myself twice because this is our first episode and we have really exciting anime for today. Well, in my opinion, uh, Stevani may have a different p- opinion. Stevani, do you know what we're um, talking about today? We're talking about murder, revenge, crime, mafia. We're talking about the anime 91 Days. That's what we're talking about. That's definitely what we're talking about. And we're very professional today, guys. I have written notes, so please respect it. <laughs> yeah, she's worked really hard on these notes. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, I have. All right. Episode one, 91 days. Here we go. So I'm going to give you guys a quick synopsis. And the first 10 minutes of this will be spoiler free. So we don't want people to run away and be like, ah, I'm not listening to this because I'm actually interested. Please listen for at least 10 minutes and then totally rate us on um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, yeah let's do yes, it. Yes, do it. Rate us. Give us the rating we clearly have earned. But anyways, um, so for our synopsis here, um, the story takes place in Lawless, a town thriving on black market sales of illicitly brewed liquor. Avilio returns to Lawless after some time away, following the murder of his family in a mafia dispute. Alrighty. So when I first read this synopsis, I was like, mm, interesting. And I've heard people talk about 91 Days Before here and there on the internet, but very rarely. But whenever I heard someone talk about it, it was like, oh, this is great. And I was like, okay, if it's great, then why aren't more people talking about it? But we'll get into that. Um, so, well, you know, sometimes great shows don't get the recognition they deserve. Um, that is very true, as a lot of our things that we'll be covering here, kind of like hidden gems or like just, you know, things that are enjoyable enough. Right? Yeah. Alrighty. So we're going to go through a few of the characters that are not spoilery and then give a few of our thoughts and and then a uh, little rating before we get into um, the non-spoiler for section. So I've got okay. my notes. Yeah, I got my notes here. Here, I will do a first few characters and then Stevani's going to give us some characters. So we've got Avilio Bruno, right? Or Angelo Lagusa. Um, mm. So this guy has a severe hatred for the Vanetti family. Um, you'll find out why when you actually watch it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty strong hatred, I would say. I mean, this guy is a... I'm, I mean, yeah, what happened... <laughs> yeah yeah i mean he, he's a one-track mind machine and then we've got um we got corteo who the is the best friend yes our bestie corteo he's he's ride or die mm. um, I, I mean yeah in the end he kind of folded a bit you know that is true but we'll get into that in the spoiler section right yep and then we got um nero Vanetti, who becomes Oh, such a complicated relationship between him and Avilio. Um, but it's a very interesting dynamic. He is the son of Don Vincent Venetti, who is the head of the Venetti Mafia family. Um, mm. he, he is the older brother to um, Frate. Frate, the insecure one. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, he is the heir, the next heir to the Vanetti throne, as one would say. Not really a throne. They are mafia bosses, so anything goes, right? Um, and then we've got Fango, who is, like, honestly, the weirdest addition to the story. He's, he's very... He's like Lord Farquaad if he was just more nasty. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, he kind of looks like Lord Farquaad. I wouldn't say he acts like Lord Farquaad, Um but he's just like the he's just a creep that's it yes no yeah he's the extra creepy extra crazy addition that i guess the writers felt like they needed um he adds a lot of um 
I guess he gets the story moving in a lot of ways, um, him just being there. Um, and then we've got, yeah. and then we got Vano Cle- uh, Clemente, who is Nero's best friend. Um, he's kind of, I think he's mm-hmm. a Catholic. He's a Catholic mafia, but <laughs> he's not mafia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, in real life, a lot of people who are in the mafia, they would be like religious, which it, it, I don't know how it works out for them, but you know, they are. You know, after all those, um, after after all that killing, you know, I just got to get my, you got to get your infa- affairs in order, right? And then yep. since, um, you know, it's not really a spoiler, um, the Lugusa family is um, Testa, Elena, and Luce. Luce is um, Angelo or Avilio's little brother. Um, they meet a very tragic fate in the first episode. Won't go too much into it, but um, uh, we learn more about Testa later on. Uh, Angelo's father but um not not so much that it really matters to the story all right um was there any specific characters Devani that's not really spo- not, not in the spoiler section but you wanted to mention I mean I don't know if they'd be like spoilers like you know the Galassia's family yeah that's I'm kind of in sure the spoilers spoilers yeah that's kind of in the spoiler section we'll get into them in the spoiler okay, section. Those characters section um but you wanted to did you want to talk about um Valbero or Tigre or whatever I don't even remember those characters they probably weren't important <laughs> it was like Bar- Barbero was like Nero's oh the guy who's in love with Nero that guy <laughs> yeah that guy he's like he's um I guess he's his bestie after Vano and he's like kind of his secretary I guess I don't know <laughs> how to say it um but yeah and then uh Tigre was also one of Nero's uh like subordinates I guess yeah yeah and I guess the only other character that's not really um, definitely an extra, but not a spoiler is Chiroto. I honestly hardly ever heard his name. He was friends with Corteo and he was like kind of there in a few episodes. Corteo had other friends? Yeah, that one guy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know it's been a minute since we watched this. So yeah, so the show is 12 episodes here, right? and um yeah 12 or 13 I think there's like a 13th episode yes there is a uh 7.5 episode so there is a recap yeah and oh we should specify so Stevani did we watch this subbed Mm -hmm. or dubbed would you like to share (laughs) okay so we started out subbed but then jeans wanted to switch to dub to see how it sounded really she wanted to watch the dub to clown on it then we moved back to sub and then we went to dub and then we went back to sub so we kept switching between the two. Yes, we were all over it. I something I appreciated about the dub was the um, really time period esque feel. So this does take place in 1920s, and they really ham it up, in my opinion, um, in the dub. And I and I like it, you know. Um, yeah, they they had the accents and everything, and I was just like, oh wow. <laughs> exactly, like they were going hard on it, and the voice acting wasn't bad. Um, I felt like they all really matched their characters well. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you, Stevani, we're going to have a episode that where we talk about our preferences when it comes to anime. We're going to talk about sub versus dub, and I'm going to get all into it. And That's going to be you just ranting on for like 30 plus minutes about sub or dub and me being like, you know, I don't mind either one. It, it really is going to be that way, but I'm going to convince you. I'm going to convert you as to why. You're going to convert me when it's the church? <laughs> Uh, maybe the, 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 this is the uh, congregation of the sub but listen 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 don't oh d- don't don't click off yet because I am not a pure subist okay I'm not one of those you know I'm She's I'm lying. not I'm non-denominational <laughs> okay when it comes that's not the truth <laughs> but um no I actually enjoyed this dub I feel like if you can't if you just if sub just makes your blood boil and your veins fill with acid then the dub is more than passable i think it's enjoyable um so if you want to watch this dub and i'm recommending everybody watch it we'll get into the ratings soon um but Mm -hmm. personally i recommend that everybody watch it it's just 12 episodes like give it three episodes i was um i like i liked it from the first episode i was like into it because let me tell you this anime came out i believe in 2016 and honestly i just feel like it was ahead of its time in terms of like the revenge anime genre um it's kind of like it's just straight up like revenge and that's really mission focused it's not really there to tell you a moral quandary you know what I mean like there's no moral it's like it's not trying to tell you I guess oh you know 
this terrible stuff happened to you, but revenge is still bad. It's not really there to tell you that. It's, you know what I mean? It's really about the story and it's it's about Avilio and Nero, really, mostly. Um, what's your opinion? Do you think it was ahead of its time, Stevani, or do you think it was just kind of like brushed under the rug? You know, like you said, no one was really talking about this anime. So I feel like it kind of got brushed under the rug. But it's like, you know, like a diamond in dirt, you know? <laughs> Like you're digging around for something to watch in the dry season of anime. Oh, and man. you find this show. Yes, you're we're like, recording. Oh, I'm gonna give it a chance. Yes, every uh, people don't know, but we're recording this during the driest season, which is summer 2022. Oh my gosh, like it, it's wa- pretty dry. Yeah, we didn't watch this this summer. We watched it, I think, like fall last last year. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it's it's been a few months. Um. And we've been working on the podcast for a little bit. Um, it's It was slow coming, but we're finally recording this first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to say it now. Um, I'm going to give my rating, then Stevani's going to give her rating. I gave this a 9.5 out of 10. Um, the animation is good. It's 2016, but it's not like terrible. The animation is good. The soundtrack is serves its purpose. Nothing crazy or intense but it really serves the purpose of the show it's not intrusive at all which I found was fine um the characters that are important they are fleshed out where they need to be and enough is left there for the audience to wonder and think about um and in terms of pacing I think the show has great pacing um it moves quickly and it doesn't really linger on things that are not important also there's a lot of artistic liberties taken in terms of how they do symbolism and whatnot. And I think it's super uh, interesting. Um, so I am saying a, I'm saying 91 Days is a bingeable 12 episode revenge plot. It has a small and uncomplicated cast. And in my opinion, a great ending. Now the ending was a, a bit divisive for some people, but um, I'm gonna let Stevani give her rating now. Okay, my rating is similar. It's a nine out of 10. Everything, you know, everything you said, was right about the anime. However, I am a petty person. <laughs> and so I'm going to take a point off for the fact I had to endure the character of Don Orko this whole show. <laughs> oh, yes, Don Orko. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't, well, we'll get into it later. But <laughs> yes, Don Orko mm, doesn't make an appearance. All righty. Yes. Now, if you don't want to get spoiled, um, we're moving on to the spoiler section. I don't even know if it's been 10 minutes. I'm not keeping track, but we've definitely talked enough to where- Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. You need to go watch it. Yeah, (laughs) just go watch it and then come back later. Like you can like, I don't know, go watch the show and then listen to us when you're washing the dishes the next time you're watching them, you know, because that's when you need to be listening to us. But yeah. Yeah, go wash the dishes, go walk your dog, watch the show, but come back. And yeah, and finish the rest of this. Alrighty. Sorry, guys, that's me adjusting my microphone, but it'll be okay. <laughs> Anyways, all right, spoiler section. So I'm moving back up my notes, my very well-crafted notes to go to the spoiler characters. So we've got our girl Fio over here. She's a straight queen. She knows what she wants and what she and she, she knows what she doesn't want. <laughs> Stefani, who, who does she not want? She does not want Ronaldo, mm. okay? He's, he's a snake. He's, he's trying to worm his way into the family. Exactly. Um, and <laughs> I remember I had this whole joke in my head when I was watching the show. I was like, Ronaldo wants both of the siblings, Frate. And Fio. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh honestly. yeah. Ronaldo, like, you know, anyone who has a much Ronaldo is a part-time drug lord. That's <laughs> what his job is. He's given Frate those quality drugs oh my gosh you know getting him straight addicted and and just like it's a very manipulative situation but um (laughs) I mean I don't feel bad for Fronte he shouldn't have been so insecure you know yeah so if you don't know well you must know since you're listening to the spoiler section or maybe you don't and you're just sticking around we gave you time all right we gave you time um but (laughs) Fronte is like insecure in his position as Nero's younger brother and he thinks that Nero is not equipped to I don't know run the family you know so he's like okay well I need to be in charge not my brother and he's just very um he's got a way about doing things and Ronaldo takes account of that oh and sorry we need to preface this uh I'm sure you guys remember though Ronaldo is um 
he's from the Galassia family and he, mm-hmm. his marriage with Theo was kind of like, okay, we're trying to make peace with the Galassias because they're a stronger family and we don't want to like step on their toes. And yeah. Ronaldo really just wants that sweet cut of the pie. So he's like, oh, I'm going to just, you know, get with Theo and then I'm going to take control of Frate and I'm going to be, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be in charge. I'm going to be Don. <laughs> I'm going to be Don Ronaldo. <laughs> Well, it really work out that way. <laughs> no, it did not. Um, wow. I mean, honestly, that really shocked me when she pulled the gun out of the bouquet. I was like, let's go. Like she did what she had to do. Yep. That, I mean, that's how it goes. And so we got to talk about Avilio or Angela, right? So yeah, this story is straight up revenge. Um, and gosh, wow. So when it comes to his relationship with Nero, I found it very interesting how they went the, like, the friendship enemies. They were, like, frenemies, except mm-hmm. Nero didn't know they were frenemies. <laughs> yeah, Nero didn't know. When they went on that whole road trip together, Angela's just like, you know what? I might kill you here. I might not. You'll never know. Because yeah. you just think we're friends. And the... um. The story is from Angela's perspective, but I would almost call him an unreliable narrator in a way because he, um, you know, he infiltrates the Venetti family and he's, and I mean, in episode two, he kills Vano, right? And I was very shocked. I was like, I thought this was going to take much longer, but he's on this, he's on this revenge train and he's got four, he's got, he's got three names on his list, right? And eventually four. And he's like, he's crossing them off, right? And so, but after that, um, Vilio actually doesn't kill actually doesn't kill that many people after that he plays the long game because he needs to get close to the dawn right and to, the way to do that is to earn Nero's trust right and so um after he kills Vano he Nero gets put in a situation where he has to flee town because he's upset other mob families after Serpente's death and everything and there's like this weird like merry-go-round with Fongo yeah because um Serpente worked for Don Orgo so they didn't want to get on their toes yeah and he was um he was like Fongo's um like I guess buddy or whatever right and there's this weird weird merry-go-round with like Fongo's relationship with everybody Fongo does not like Don Orgo but he also doesn't like Nero Vanetti um and all these other things going on um is just there to like mess things up (laughs) and see what happens really though honestly and so um you know, he goes on this road trip with Nero and they kind of have this little bonding arc, which is like three to four episodes, which I thought was great. Um, but even during that arc, you can see like a video is like, maybe I should just kill him now. But he's like, nah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, calm down. Like he's so bloodthirsty. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> maybe he was like psyching him out to see like, okay, are you a terrible person? You know, so I won't feel bad for killing you. Also, but- Nero? Yeah, like Nero's a weird guy. Do you remember when he was like spilling his beans about his first mission that just happened to be like the mission that killed his family? Yeah, that was kind of weird. I was like, why would you why would you tell somebody that? Exactly. I was like, why are you sharing this? And they um I don't think sometimes that stuff like that can come across as the author trying to humanize Nero. You know, he's like, oh well, you know, he didn't do this, but I feel like it was done in a way where it didn't feel that way. It didn't feel to me like the author was trying to justify what Nero did. It felt like it was just Nero being like working through his own ways of thinking about it. And Avilio was still like, yeah, well, you know, you you guys still kill my family. So (laughs) like they're still dead. So oh and yes, so there's another point like um I'm sure everybody remembers in the beginning, um Nero uh, sees young Avilio, he's running away into the woods, right? In the first episode, right? He's escaping mm-hmm. and he's supposed to shoot him and he he points the gun at him and he fires and he misses, right? And even in that moment, you're thinking, oh, well, did he miss on purpose? Did he miss on accident? He only fires one bullet, did it not? Well, Avilio gets away, things go on, things move on. But at the end, we find out that, you know, he intentionally missed because he was afraid and it, it's revealed that he was 14 years old and I'm like okay even if you're a mob boss who brings their 14 year old to like a family murder like that's wild Look, he's gotta get into it he's part of the family this is the family business murder. Don, Don Vanetti is tripping he's like I killed my best friend for all of this <laughs> yeah so like basically he killed his friend because Testa Lagusa was the accountant for the Murano family which Vincent Vanetti was trying to take over Mm-hmm. And so he needed the ledgers from that family. And Testa was like, no, I'm not going to give them to you. And he was like, well, I'm just going to kill you. 
yeah it was and they were supposed to be like friends like and there's this wild like i think there's an ova um that we watched that kind of has some backstory and i thought it was pretty good um oh but yeah moving on so let's get more organized so we have don galacia and um his whole gang right including yeah yes so we don't really see much of don galacia throughout this whole story even though they keep talking about the galacia family throughout I found that interesting. Yeah, like the Orko family and the Galassia family is like a main issue for um a lot of what goes on here. Um, the Venetti family is very worried about their relationship with the Galassia family. They want to have a good relationship. The Orko family is like they're kind of like at odds, but they don't want to step on their toes too much and have a whole gang war. Um, so what happens is Nero, I guess he finds his way. I think his dad steps down. I can't remember what episode. He finds himself being the boss, right? Um, mm. and they figure out a way to team up with Fango to get rid of Don Orko, right? And the oh. way they do it, do you remember how they did it? Thank goodness they got rid of that man. Thank goodness. <laughs> this they- man was so obsessed with lasagna. <laughs> every every restaurant he went to, he would ask the chef, can you make some lasagna? They would make him lasagna. They would bring it out. He'll take one bite and he'd be like, this is trash. And then he'll <laughs> kill the chef. He's not the chef murdering because of lasagna oh my gosh and then they turned him into lasagna that was so gross no that's what he gets for hating everyone's lasagna you become the lasagna yeah but basically you know Nero and Avilio and Corteo and the whole gang um they help Fango overthrow um Don Orco by tricking Don Orco it's pretty wild how they do it um like Nero pretends to like he he goes through this whole thing I'm not going to go into the details but wait we're a little disorganized today because we need to go all the way back. So how a- Angelo got into the Venetti family in the first place, because he's just some nobody, oh, right? Yeah, we never discussed that part. Yeah, you, yeah. talk about Corteo for a second. Okay, so Angelo, he went to his bestest buddy, Corteo. Corteo, he's trying to go to college, but how is he going to go to college? He needs money. So Corteo thought- He's a broke boy. <laughs> Corteo thought, I'm just going to make some alcohol because it's illegal, but I know there's still some alcoholics out there that need their fix. It's prohibition. They need their booze. So Angelo's like, you know, this stuff is pretty good. We can go, we can go sell this. How about we go sell this to the Venetti family? That's their whole plan. Corteo, I don't think Corteo really was super on board with it, but he just went because oh, no. that was his friend. No, he was not. Like, I think that he just, you know, and also Corteo's like an orphan. I think his mom was sick and died. He didn't have a dad. So he's like, Angelo and him have been like, they, they're they're all each other's got. Like, they're literally yeah. it. So he's like, okay, well, this guy's my brother. He's all I got. So I'm going to help him out, right? And he, and he, I think he also tells Corteo, he's like, bro, I got to get my revenge. <laughs> so I mean, Corteo's probably like, do you really have to? But like, I'm going to still help you out because we're buddies. But like, it's, do you really have to? It seems like, you know, Corteo does not agree with murder and stuff like that. But by the end of the series, Corteo's like, just kill Nero. Like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> so. Because he wants like, it to be over. I think he thinks that like the revenge is taking over Angelo. So he yeah. wants it all to be over so Angelo can go back to normal. I think he feels like Angelo is becoming a different person. He's getting in way too deep. And he's also kind of jealous. Like there's a, there's a lot of like, um, co- like complicated dynamics going on. So like, obviously Corteo is like Angelo's best friend, but Angelo is pretending to be Nero's best friend. Like, well, We'll get into it in a second. We, I, I, I got to I got to dial it back. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so we got to the alcohol being sold to the Benetti family. We're at the yeah, wedding so, reception. Yeah, yeah, the re- wedding reception, and that leads into the Vano Clemente thing and him getting murdered. But mm-hmm. we, when we come back, because Frate tries to betray. Oh, bad. Sorry, guys, we had complications. But anyways he gets in way too deep with uh, Ronaldo and he's trusting him way too much. And it comes down to, you know, Nero and them, like they fight their way back into the house and they confront Frate and Frate is just kind of like, he's all drugged up. He just doesn't know what he's doing and he's kind of given up. Right. And mm-hmm. this is after, I believe this is right after Theo killed Ronaldo um, because he threatens to kill Nero, I believe. And she's like, you're not killing my brother. So <laughs> like, yeah, she's we're like, done. I'm going to kill you first. And so that's what happens. And then, um, you know, 
we have this exchange where um, Avilio um, approaches Frate and he takes the gun from him, right? But he he takes out all the bullets except for one. No, no, he takes out all the bullets of Frate's gun, right? And then Nero comes in and Nero doesn't know that there's no bullets in Frate's gun, right? And he's Nero's trying to reason with Frate and Frate's just, yeah, you know, he's just. <laughs> That's how evil Angelo is with he's- his revenge. <laughs> listen listen he has to get we'll talk about his perfect perfect revenge at the end but so you know they have this conversation and Nero, he's just trying to get frate he's like frate please don't do this right and and you could see avilio just left the room and and i'm gonna let them handle it i'm gonna let them handle it and lo and behold as you expect you're in as a viewer you're kind of like come on frate just give it up just let it go and he can't let it go and he points the gun at Nero, and Nero kills him narrow Nero kills his own brother and there were never any bullets in the gun to begin with so it's kind of like the thing on top of that because and at first i was like what is the point because honestly i thought that Nero could most definitely shoot frate before frate shoots Nero. but then i understood the point that it was like avilio couldn't even take the chance of frate shooting Nero. like avilio has to be the one to kill him like that in his mind it's like it has to be me yeah, like he saved- I think he i think he knew frate hated Nero and was willing to shoot him to mm-hmm. kill him more than Nero shooting to kill frate exactly and he knew i think that he knew that Nero would be the one to shoot shoot second not first and in the show you realize that uh avilio has this obsession like he saves Nero's life so many times like he's not willing to let him die he's like i have to be the one to do it you know it's it's his revenge it's very personal um and he's i mean he's mm-hmm. all in like he's 100 all in for it and this isn't one of those types of shows where you don't really see like the line shifting between Nero. I mean, between Angelo wanting to kill Nero and not wanting to kill Nero. You know what I mean? Like it's so yeah. it's so gradual. It's like almost like a straight line, but there's a slight incline to it. And you know, he just gets to that point. Like I'd, I'd say somewhere near the end of the series. But the best part was this show isn't predictable, but it does what you want it to do. And I remember when we were watching. <laughs> I know you're laughing because you remember what I'm talking about yes there there was an end credit scene like the 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 ED was playing and I was saying I I think I was saying something like Angelo's gonna be like I'm your brother now (laughs) something it's like I'm your best friend now and then literally Stevani tell me what happened at the end of that episode he walks up behind Nero Nero you know he's sitting down in the dark on the couch thinking, oh, I just killed my brother, and Angelo walks up behind him. He rests his hand on his shoulder, and he's like, it's okay. I'll be your brother now. <laughs> I was Not literally... knowing that he set that whole thing up. I know, it's so terrible, and like, he's like literally so evil about it. It's great. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, that's the same thing Corteo said to him, and I was like, well, I guess it works in this situation. Oh, yes, and actually, Corteo hears that, because he's in the hallway, and he, he, he witnesses that, and I think yeah. this is the start of Corteo's like emotional dependence on Angelo and also his jealousy. Because yeah, Corteo's like, you can't have another brother. Not only that, but he's like, Corteo's aware that this relationship is fake. But with the way that Angelo is blurring the lines, he's like, I don't like this. Like, and he feels like Nero is changing Avilio in a way that he doesn't approve of. And he's like, nah, Avilio's like, he's my brother. He's my best friend. Like, you're just gonna die so you don't matter but he has this like it's this doubt in his mind which is actually really crazy I think he thinks that like if they continued Angelo would be stuck in this mafia life and Corteo didn't want that yeah and I think Corteo was afraid of Angelo never being able to really kill Nero um and so we come to the point where you know even though it seems like Avilio may have different feelings um about Nero um you know this is a classic revenge plot there's no fluff there's no cop-out so (laughs) In the end, things go down. And what happens is Corteo just goes off the deep end. And it's one of the wildest yeah. twists. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never, we were watching it. I was like, oh, you know, Corteo's about to die. But he doesn't, he doesn't die. No, that was, but the whole thing of like, so what happens is Corteo is just like, I'm over it, I'm done. And he secretly sets up, the, sets up a plan to have Nero killed. And the problem mm-hmm. with him doing that and viewers, you must he know. He goes to the worst character possible, well, Ongo. Not even that, it's the fact that like he is a part of Nero's gang. Like he's like, he makes the alcohol that Nero sells. You know what I mean? So it's not like he's removed from the situation. So he's not, he, he can't be sneaking around doing this stuff and no one's gonna realize. And so so what happens is, actually I think Avilio ends up saving Nero's life from Corteo's like assassination plot, which is pretty funny. Um, 
And um, so so they're like, oh my gosh, we got to figure out the mole, right? And so Corteo is like, he's not, he's not a mafia guy. So he gets really nervous and he confronts yeah. Avilio and he's like, Avilio, when are you going to kill Nero? And Avilio just throws like a whole lot of cash at him. And like, get out of here. Yeah. There's a whole lot of cash. And it's just like, okay, listen, like, uh, get out of here, go to college. And Corteo is just like, and there's this really intense scene where he's just like, you're the one that dragged me into this. Like, I'm already in too deep. And it, what he's saying is kind of true, but he also has an opportunity to leave here. But the reason he's here is because he's here for Avilio. So it's not like he's just going to abandon his friend. No. Um, yeah. And eventually they do figure out that Corteo is the mole. And Angelo, you know, he still cares about his friend. So he decides to help him mm-hmm. escape. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're successful with the whole plan. And Angelo comes back and they're like, where's Corteo? But Corteo comes back. Yeah, because Barbeo, Barbero is a little jealous. You know, like, there's so much jealousy going on. It's crazy. Like, Barbero has been hating on Angelo from, like, day one. He's like, I don't trust that rat. Because and he's kind of right. Angelo is trying to move in on Nero, and Barbero loves Nero. Yep. That's his husband. That's his man. <laughs> I know, right? He's feeling super threatened. And so he's, like, going through all these lengths to, like, prove that Avilio is, like, not who he says he is. And he's kind of right, but for the wrong reasons. His jealousy is what drives him, but he's not really hitting the right marks. And so what happens is they they think that they've end up figuring out that Angelo helped Corteo escape. And so they confront him. And mm-hmm. right, right, right as they're confronting him, Corteo comes back because what's his face? I don't even remember. Is he even in like the character list? It's like um it's one of I think it's uh not Vincent Vanetti, but um nah, he's not even here. But there's this third guy that's like basically Oh well, he wasn't rememberable then. He's just yeah, an extra. He, he's a part of the Vanetti family and he wants to take it over. It was the uncle. Like, I forget his name. It doesn't really matter. Oh, um, Gonzo. Gonzo, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so Gonzo is like actually orchestrating a lot of things and he's the one that sent Avilio the letter, right? The letter that revealed mm. who um who murdered his family because Avilio didn't know until he got that letter, right? And he sent him that, he sent Avilio that letter because he wanted him to actually murder everyone so he could take over the Vanity family. But Avilio is smarter than he seems. And he's like, well, how would he have known that it is not? And he remembers that night. And he's like, no, there was four men there, not three. So the fourth person is definitely Gonzo and he's definitely a part of the murder. So I'm, I'm killing him too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he's like, I got you. He's like, gotcha. Um, So and so, you know, Corteo comes back and Nero is like, Nero has built such a relationship with Angelo at this point. Like he's not, he's almost, um, I wouldn't say infatuated, but he's almost like, you know, he's looking at him with rose tinted glasses and he's kind of like, you know, Angelo, you can make this right. All you got to do is, you know, you know, cock that gun. So he makes Angelo kill um, Corteo. Corteo! I know. Oh and it was God. really it was really sad and it was kind of like the symbolism of like the last of his humanity dying you know what I mean because he was like I have nothing left like it's go time (laughs) I mean I feel like Corteo came back because he was like you know what there's no way he's gonna get out of this they're gonna know he tried to help me escape I might Mm. as well go back and help my friend one last time yeah and they were always gonna be after him it's it's a difficult situation but I feel that you know whether Angelo killed him or whether someone else, I, he was going to die. I feel like he was going to die. And it's just the situation, but it's still really a hard scene. And Avilio does kill his best friend. And after that episode, at the end of the episode, you know, it's like, okay, it's go time. He's about to, he's about to go full in, you know? And so what happens is the opera house, right? So they've been talking about this oh, opera house. It's D-Day. It's D-Day. <laughs> it's, it, it's literally D-Day. Like, so they're talking about this opera house, right? And mm. it's like, how do you say They've been talking about it for a while, and it's the time where, like, the Galassia family and the Vanity family is going to come together. There's going to be no killing. They're just going to come together and watch the opera, and they're going to have some friends, they're right? So have a good time. Yep. And so we got who we got. We've got um, Don Vanetti and um, the uh, Galassia. Don Vanetti, Don Galassia. They're both sitting together. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Then, then we got Strega, right? So Strega is the nephew to Don Vanetti, and he's next in line mm-hmm. to be the um, the Don, right? And so yeah, him, him and Gonzo working together. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So, and then we, and then we go on and wow. So Angelo is kind of like, he's really upset at this point. And Nero was kind of like, I'm going to give Avilio something to live for. Right. And what he, what he doesn't know is that Angelo has got his plan in the bag. So they basically all these things go on inside the opera house that 
Barbero realizes that Angelo is a traitor. And so he, he, he gets him in a room, but Gonzo is with him. And so they trick them and Gonzo kills Barbero. Right. And Angelo Nero is like, Oh my gosh, Angelo really is a traitor. Right. And so they're doing all these stuff, but they can't get to them in time. And Angelo is able to get access to the room where both Don Vanetti and Don Glacia are sitting. Right. And in full view of the whole mafia, he pulls out the gun, you hear the gunshot, right? And then you hear the gunshot again. And it pans back over and you think, oh my gosh, he's killed Don Vanetti finally. Nope, nope, he's killed Don Glacia. And all heck breaks loose. <laughs> like, he's like, I couldn't kill Vincent Vanetti, but I'm gonna make it even more messier by killing Don Glacia. I'm gonna be a weeb here. It's Kei Kakudori. The plan was perfection, okay? <laughs> so he kills Don Glacia and that immediately ignites like a total extermination of the Venetti family. Like he single hand, like with two bullets, he single-handedly destroyed the entire Venetti family in an instant by just killing. He, he, didn't even, he didn't even have to kill them with his own hands. And that was like, I was like, this is the perfect revenge. It was literally bonkers. Yeah. Like they're literally mowing everybody down. It's crazy. They're like hunting all of the Venetti's. Like, I'm pretty sure like <laughs> Don, I think pretty, I'm pretty sure Vincent Venetti like dies from a heart attack. <laughs> he just, he like, does. I mean, he already had an illness. Bro, he was smoking them real Cuban cigars. Okay. Like <laughs> yep. he, he was going hard on those Cuban cigars at the end of his life. And he literally just dies. And then Nero's just like, how could this happen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd like to point out that Gonzo, this is like his second time trying to overthrow a family. Because the first time he was working with Vincent Benetti to overthrow the Murano family. And now he's working with Striga to overthrow Ven- Venetti. Yeah. The person crazy. he worked with. He wasn't loyal. Testa Lagusa would have been loyal though. Yeah, I agree. Testa would have been loyal, but you know, you murdered him. So <laughs> yeah, you murdered your supposed best friend. And so the last two episodes of this series are kind of crazy. I don't want to spoil too much in case some literal spoiler people are still watching, but um, I mean, this ending- is the spoiler section. I know, but still. So the ending is uh, Strega gets his hands on what's his face. He gets his hands on Avilio and he kind of is like, okay, well, listen, Nero escaped. Um, we'll let you go even though you killed Don Glacia we'll let you go if you kill Nero and he's just like okay fine whatever so Nero comes and he actually kidnaps Avilio and he's just like okay well we're going on a road trip it's kind of weird another road trip he's kind of pissed because he threatens to kill Avilio but Avilio was like so dead inside he's like I did what I came to do kill me I don't care you know (laughs) and Nero and it's like that thing where it's like Nero can't kill him now he's like he doesn't care and he it's like if it's what he wants, like, like, why would I give it to him? You know what I mean? So he takes him on this uh, short road trip where they, where he just tries to understand him. And Avilio kind of reveals that he's just like, I did the thing, like I did the thing, but it's like, it's still empty inside. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it yeah. didn't change anything. And Angela's like, we're both the same now. Yeah. You killed my family. I killed yours. Yeah. And now there's like nothing left, but like ruins. Right. And, and Nero almost is like, he's kind of like a character is like trying to fight against his own fate. And he's just kind of like, no, like it can't just be like this. You know what I mean? There has to be something else for the both of us out there. You know what I mean? It can't just be, we just murder each other's families and it comes full circle to stab us both in the back, you know? Um, and the, you know, and so Nero is like, there's a lot, there's like a, there's visual like full circle-ness in this where- he kind of, how do I say, Nero is kind of, he takes Avilio to the beach because Avilio said, okay, I want to go to Florida, right? And so he takes him to the beach and he's like, they, they walk together um, on the shoreline and Nero stops and he pulls out his gun, he points it at Avilio's back, right? And Avilio's kind of just like, whatever happens, happens. He's not really looking back. He's just kind of like continuing walking, right? And they show Nero cock the gun back. He pulls the trigger. We don't see anything. We don't hear anything. And then after that, we see Nero driving alone and he passes the tail that they had because they had a tail from the Galassia family. He drives past him and it's a very mm-hmm. open and ambiguous ending. Um, yes, it's very ambiguous. Plus, as Nero's driving away in the car, they have the canned pineapples. Oh yeah, so he looks over the canned pineapple and he smiles at it, right? And then that's like end credits and they show like the waves um, and it's like end credits. Um, mm. 
And so before I get into how I feel about the ending, I'd like to talk about some like my, my, my likes and dislikes um, very quickly. So love the open ending. A lot of people hate it, but I loved mm-hmm. it. I love the pseudo full circle themes um, with, you know, him having the opportunity to shoot um, Avilio and then it comes back around. And even in the opening, if you don't really notice, the opening actually starts the same way it ends. Um, it's pretty cool. You have to, it's yeah, cool. I wouldn't I wouldn't know the opening. You know, Jeans is the type of person who'll be like, I got to watch the opening. There might be a clue. And I'm just like, yeah, you go ahead and tell me later. No, I love the song. Oh, man. Yeah. Also, the OP song's great. Love it. And the ED song is pretty good, too, but I'm not like loving to listen to it. Um, I like that the sub and the dub give great time period feel. Um, I'd say my one negative, mm-hmm. I was trying to think of two negatives and I just like this show so much. It's only 12 episodes. There's not terrible things. I feel like there's a lot of limited time with some of the characters. Um, I feel like if they were going to be included, like, especially as often as they are, like, I feel like we should have gotten more from Bar- Barbero. We should have gotten more from Frate before he died. Um, more of his relationship with Nero. Like you get that in the OVAs, but it's not the same. Um, I feel like, yeah, yeah. I feel like it would have been nice to see the relationship between Frate and Nero more mm-hmm. so we could see the dynamics between the two and the moment where Nero like shoots Frate would have probably been more dramatic had we seen that yeah I agree and like honestly I was trying to think of a second thing to say did you have your license likes and dislikes here okay the only thing I have to say my dislikes that's that's really what we're going to talk about. <laughs> One, Don Orco. I just like the entire man. <laughs> Number two, Bongo. I also dislike that man. Yeah, he made me uncomfortable. Like when when Corteo killed him, I was like, yo, that was really shocking. Though. Yo, that like, was wild. <laughs> yo, I literally think at, when we were watching it, I had a, like my hand over my mouth and my jaw was on the floor. I was like, yo. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. I thought like, Fongo was gonna kill Corteo. I thought, yeah. oh, he's gonna call some people in. They're gonna grab Corteo. They're gonna kill him with Corteo. He starts freaking out. He's like, no. And then he just starts bashing Fongo in the head. I was like, oh my god. And I felt it was so thematic, them- thematically relevant because um, earlier in the series, you know, Angelo. I mean, uh, Corteo was telling Angelo, he's like, you're actually gonna kill people. You're gonna you're gonna kill people like people that don't have anything to do with your revenge. And he's just kind of really against the idea of killing. Mm-hmm. But I mean it's crazy how like being pushed there's there it's it's like the show is saying being pushed to your limits can make you do things that like you yep. would normally never do you know yeah uh, he became a whole killer we we were both thinking oh well now now Corteo's the dawn it's Don Corteo <laughs> yes but that we, didn't happen that didn't happen we were like I, I I was literally saying yo it's Don Corteo now but he's not in charge he actually got in serious trouble for killing Fongo and that's why he ended up getting killed yeah but they, they were like we're not gonna let you take over no but like I don't know like that scene was done so well like the way they had like the record player like scratching as he's like continuously hitting him with the phone it's like crazy um yeah it's wild that scene is wild I'm telling you guys to watch the show if you're just listening to the spoilers I don't care if you've listened to all the spoilers like still go watch it it's not the same as just watching it if you're like me spoilers won't bother you (laughs) and so talking about the ending right so my personal feelings on it i do not think that um i don't think that Nero shot him so a lot of people think oh yes he definitely killed him and um that's kind of like the way it's going but i think there are three reasons and i girl i've thought long and hard about this okay like Mm, and i read like you you did too no i know you thought about it oh (laughs) no um because because I read some stuff and people were like, oh, well, this is why he's definitely dead. And some people were like, this is why he's definitely alive. And I don't agree with everybody, but there are three reasons why I think he's alive. One, when he drives away, he looks at the pine of can, can of, pine of can, of, <laughs> can of pineapples and he smiles at it, right? And so if you guys don't know, the pineapples kind of represent Avilio in this sense, because that's what they were eating while they were on the road and they're poor. And Nero comments that like, they're too sweet and that they're gross, but Avilio has a sweet tooth, right? And so it's kind of like a defining trait mm-hmm. of him um and then so yeah first of all he smiles right second of all when he's driving away and the tail um the guy who's tailing him right he parks the car and he's like looking back at uh um he's looking back at Nero driving away and um but he doesn't like we don't see him pursue Nero or anything like that right 
And then yeah. number two, I don't think that the evidence, people are saying, oh, well, we didn't see any blood. We didn't see a body. We didn't see any like blood in the water, or, like on the sand or whatever. And they're saying, oh, that's why, um, that's how we know that he, um, he didn't kill him. But I don't think that's the case. I think that he didn't kill him um, has to do with like the theme of the story, right? So in the end, Avilio feels like, you know, the revenge was all for nothing, that it didn't bring him any solace. It didn't bring him any like comfort, really. It was just kind of like something that he felt compelled to do and he had to follow it out in terms of like honoring his family or whatever, right? Um, and he thought it was going to make him feel better and it didn't. And he explains to Nero, right? He, Nero was like, why didn't you kill me? Why didn't you kill me? And at first, Avilio questions Nero and he says, well, why didn't you kill me, right? You know what I mean? You should have just killed me and you could have avoided all of this when back when I was a child, right? Um, but then later on, Avilio answers and um, Nero's question. He's like, I didn't kill you because I didn't want to, right? And it basically mirrors like the fact that like, you know, Avilio was affected by their time together. And he's like, eventually I came to like view you as a pretty okay person. And like, you know, I didn't want to kill you, you know? Um, yeah. And so I don't think that he killed him um, because he didn't, because I feel like Nero also did not want to kill uh, Avilio. I felt like he... He was once again feeling it's it's the full circle of him feeling the pressure of being a part of the family, right? And he's like, I have to do this because I'm part of the family and it's my duty, right? But then he didn't kill Angelo in the beginning because he didn't want to kill him, right? And I think it's the same way here where he's like, you know, I didn't want to kill you then. And as as much as like you destroyed everything, I don't want to kill you now. And I think that he lets him go, but I feel like this is kind of like the death of Avilio Bruno. Uh, like I feel like he he tells Avilio, right? He tells him, you know. You, you don't have to have a reason for living, you just live. And like my kind of like headcanon like thing is kind of like, you know, he, he fires the gun, not just as like a way of saying like, I'm letting you go, but also like to say like, you know, you don't have to be Angelo anymore. Like you can just be a Vilio and you can like move on with your life, you know? <laughs> so I feel like in that moment, he kind of like, he, he kills, he like, he kills Angelo and a Vilio like just continues to live. You know what I mean? Kind of like the duality of the personality, you know? That's kind of like yeah. my headcanon. If there's one thing I wish kind of that would have happened in this entire show is a conversation between Vincent and Angelo. I feel like that would have been so interesting. I think so as well. But Vincent wasn't very an interesting character. You know, he was kind of just kind of like a figurehead, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know. I felt like, you know, he could have held him at gunpoint somewhere and been like, oh, I'm Angelo. And you killed my father. But he did do that, remember? Yeah, but they didn't have a conversation. I felt like Vincent would have been like, oh, you know, I killed your dad because of this and that. Is that supposed to justify it? (laughs) No, but Angela probably would want to hear the reason why. I don't know. I I actually don't know if it mattered to him. You know what I mean? Like, it probably wouldn't have mattered, but, you know, it's just nice to know stuff. But he did know? know why. Remember on the road trip, Nero um, kind of, like, told him, like, the situation, remember? Yeah, but, you know, Vincent supposedly was friends with Testa. Yeah. Like so maybe person. he would have told him that. Yeah, but, okay, well, before we move on to our, like, enjoyment rating and, like, you know, their final thoughts, was there anything specific you wanted to go? Um, No, not really, no. All right, well, I'll go first, I guess. Um, So my final thoughts were, um, I really think anybody who loves a good revenge story, like just classic straight of revenge, no like guilt tripping and like, oh, you should be feeling this way. You know, the story really lets you feel what you want to feel in the moment. And there's some lot of humorous moments, good moments. Um, I think you'll like this. Um, It's an easy watch and it's only 12 episodes, guys. Um, And the ending was a bit poetic. Like I had, it had me thinking about it for days. Like, did he kill him? Did he not kill him? Like, I wasn't sure at first. Like I think about it for a while. I was like, I I don't know, but you know, I'm glad that they left it up to the interpretation. So I am giving this three Michelin stars. Um, This is our rating system. If you watched our intro episode, which I'm going to spill the beans. We haven't recorded that yet. We're going to record that after this. (laughs) Um, If you watched our intro episode, we explain our uh, enjoyment rating system. But, you know, three Michelin stars is the highest honors that we can give this, or I can give it anyways. Um, And so, Stevani, can you give us your final thoughts and personal enjoyment rating? Okay. I'm going to start off with my personal enjoyment rating because you might get mad at me. Oh, no. I'm going to give it two Michelin stars. Oh, okay? no. Not three, but two. You're going for like a 0.5 rating? <laughs> yeah, because right. I'm like, I was a little in between. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it two. So you weren't going for the one episode hook. You're going for the three, the, the two Michelin stars. Okay, I do respect it. 
because you know when we were watching it together you know I was interested in the storyline but not enough where I'm like thinking about it all the time and some <laughs> episodes I did feel were like a little slow mm-hmm, I and there's a lot of information being thrown at us very quickly that wasn't fully explained and you kind of had to just piece it together as the episodes went on mm-hmm. especially the relations with the groups and the families that was kind of just like oh was this this is that family and this is that family and this person's from this family and that family and they would just move on mm-hmm. it's like whoa wait who's who no you're good I think that's a reasonable rating because I was definitely like I definitely love this more than like the average person but I feel like it's still yeah. you know yeah and so what about your final thoughts? Um, as final thoughts, you should watch the show. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You should watch it. All righty. Well, we're moving on to the drum roll, please. Oh. No, I think I'm going to edit that in. <laughs> you can still put that in there. I'm at, no, I'm cutting that out. What the heck? Anyway. No. <laughs> um. So our next week's episode is going to be summertime rendering. Yay. We're going to try to review it before it ends. <laughs> um, We're going to try. We, we might not. All righty. Uh, I'm going to do a quick outro here. So hey, hey, hey. Um, all right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and give us a rating, aka the five stars we earned, wink, wink, um, and a follow. Also, don't forget to catch our next scheduled episode where we will be reviewing the first 13 episodes of summertime rendering Mm -hmm. so we're going to do the first half because it's not finished yet actually um guys thanks so much for staying till the end also if you absolutely hated or loved it yes or no they loved it they loved it yes or if you got something hating it (laughs) if you hate it you're gonna be cursed (laughs) <laughs> no if you if you hate it shoot us an email using fan and filler podcast at gmail.com um it'll be in the description as well and on the main page so you can always access it there also we don't have a twitter or website yet but we will mm. so it might be a good thing we don't have a twitter <laughs> eventually eventually they'll be able to contact us there right that that'll definitely be stevani's job i don't really do social media but you know, there's a lot to do for now. You don't do social media either. Well, now you will. <laughs> you know what? It's it's going to reach my goal of getting canceled on Twitter because oh all successful people get t- canceled on Twitter. No, nah, we're going to be problematic as heck. Please watch our intro episode because we're going to explain our mm, wink wink opinions. This is a very tame episode, okay? It's about to get crazy. Um, but we are really excited to give um responses and shout outs in future episodes so please you know email us we just need some feedback we need some love all right and thank you guys we're gonna say goodbye bye